Hello everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the NFNL podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Sacco. We've got another ripping edition in store for you today. We'll be chatting to two pivotal men in South Morang's premiership win on Saturday. Lions coach Gary Hall and best on ground recipient James Houston will join us on the podcast. We'll review what went down at the Whittlesea Showgrounds on Saturday. That saw South Morang triumph over Lorimer to win their first flag in over a decade. We'll also review all the action that took place across our three senior men's divisions as well as our final uh, grand finals in sections one, two and three for our winter netball competition wrapping up things at Latrobe Sports Stadium and then as we always do preview what will be two huge clashes the MC Labor Division 2 Grand Final on Saturday and the Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 Prelim on Sunday and to help me do all of that as always is Josh Ward. Josh, great to have you on after such a fantastic and entertaining week of football. It was definitely an entertaining weekend of football and very glad to be on. It's, yeah, it was entertaining and, you know, we were out at the showgrounds. You were out at Preston City Oval for preliminary, for the well, first semi-final in Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 and then we had the the two other ripping results at Ebbing Recreation Reserve plus Preston City Oval, which both went down to the wire and can't wait to discuss all those results. Plus, yeah, look ahead to a big weekend. Only three more senior matches remaining as well. It's it's scary to think of it that the season is almost coming to an end, mate. I'm glad that we're getting to this stage, though, again, particularly <laughs> after the last few years of lockdown and interrupted years. It's good that we can get back to this point of the year. We'll get to all to talk about the uh, South Marine Grand Final victory soon. As we said, we've got some great guests to chat that through with us. But I want to start with Melbourne Greyhounds Division 1 because we had, and obviously we were at Whittlesea for the the cider, but, you know, we had a second semi-final that had to be seen to be believed, I think, at Preston City Oval. Hodderberg versus Bandura was already a highly anticipated clash as it was, but for the way, for, for things to have happened the way it did it was just unbelievable that's all you really got to say about it draw at the end of full time and the end of four quarters between the two teams both trying their hard outs it's 57 apiece we go into extra time both sides kick one goal each and then right at the end just as the siren's going um, it's Josh Minogue that kicks it from a set shot after the siren wins the match and the Tigers not only continue their unbeaten run since round three, but they send themselves through to a grand final for the first time since 2016. You know, the minor premiers have been the benchmark all year. They definitely deserve to be in the decider, but I think they got made to work a lot harder than they would have liked to. Yeah, and I think we talked about it last week, how Bandura would probably throw everything Mm. at Harderberg because they were coming in in really good form. They won, I think, five in a row and were coming off an impressive Mm. win holding off Montmorency the week before. But oh, clearly it was a hotly contested match, 70-64. to 64. I was expecting it to be a little bit more high scoring, but this is a seriously gritty and impressive victory from Heidelberg. You know, most of their victories this season, I think they've only had one or two single-digit margins one of the, the, this in the regular season as well, namely against North Heidelberg. But to win like this... It's unbelievable. And Josh Minogue, he's done everything this year, pretty much. Mm. He's kicked big bags of goals. He's led the way up forward for Heidelberg. And now 
he gets to live probably what is a childhood dream and kick the winning and kick the winning goal after the siren in extra time too. In a no, final, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's he's living every schoolboy's dream. That's I remarkable. I think the only thing better would be doing that in a grand final, but <laughs> you have the opportunity to do that. Nothing can be taken away from Bundura's performance though. Mm. They were quite incredible. They kept up with the Tigers throughout the whole match. We knew that they were going to challenge them and. Look, if that's what ends up being the grand final, I don't think anybody's going to complain because they are a serious outfit, Bandura. Um, and they've brought in, of course, Neville Jetta coming back into the side for the last couple of weeks has been pivotal in the back line. Sam Lloyd's excellence in the midfield continues to shine. He's had an incredible two months of football since moving on to that midfield. Luke Collins coming back into that team has been a big boost mm -hmm. for him. So they're just getting the pieces right. I know they didn't get up on Saturday, but you can absolutely not rule them out of Premiership success this year. Definitely not. And you look at some of their names that, that stood out as well. You know, Brent Nipper Marshall, he's mm. put together it's been a great a great season. Jackson Davies as well, the well, VFL listed player with Coburn. Been really good in the back line this year. And Joel Fitzgerald too coming into the lineup as well. He's he's had a pretty good he's had a pretty good season. They are finding the pieces together and you know, the team that probably went out to the park, it looked like a really full strength lineup for Bundur and whilst you know they went down they're definitely going to be a challenger but they have to pass this week against the Montmorency side that are coming off a really good win Nick. Exactly right and that was a very impressive result from the Magpies on Sunday in their first semi-final victory over the reigning premiers at Preston City Over. It wasn't looking that way early the Roosters kicking the first three goals of the match got out to a 20 to 1 uh, lead I think 20 to 3 lead early on and we thought oh the Roosters could be uh, running away with this game but then two late goals from Paddy Fitzgerald in the end of the first quarter and, and from there they just could not be stopped six consecutive goals from Montmorency and that was enough to just keep him at arm's length throughout the entire match it was a entertaining game there was a lot of opportunities for either side to run away with it Montmorency were able to and I know that you know the Bandura midfield have been pretty strong in recent weeks but if if that Montmorency midfield three continue to play the way they did, like on Sunday, they are going to be very hard to beat. Lin Jong was at his absolute best. He was so efficient with the football, and he was able to kick a goal himself. Marcus Lentini, um, you know, who knows what Montmorency would have been like if they had him all year <clears> on the park, because he, he's just a, a special talent, that kid. He's been absolutely brilliant, and Sam Binion leading the way. So those three in that midfield... And they'll be complimented with Liam Whale Bucks yeah. coming back into that team next week. Uh, that could be a, a much bigger force than some expect. Yeah, that definitely. Just adding Liam Whale Buxton, it is going to add so much more to that midfield. He'll essentially be a fourth midfielder, and you know he's he's going to probably consistently give his midfielders first juice as well. And I'm not surprised with the impact you know Marcus Lentini has had. He's put together such a great couple of seasons at, at VFL level, including this season where he averaged 24 disposals and four tackles. And I do wish I was out there to, to watch him play. I, I'm really excited to to see how he go, goes against the Bandura midfield alongside the likes of Sam Binion and Lin Chong. It's a scary midfield, the Montmorency midfield, and especially with Lemar Boxing coming into the lineup and yeah, consistently giving Paddy Fitzgerald first juice as well, well and we've all, all seen what he can do. I was only, I was going to say, the only thing scared in the midfield is what Paddy Fitzgerald can do in the forward line. Mm -hmm. It was incredible, and I, I did question who was going to take the mantle of Fitzgerald on Sunday. 
Wish Preston Lakeside, not typically a tall back line, don't have anyone that could really go one-on-one -on -one with him. And you could see why. It's two consecutive games now that Patrick Fitzgerald has kicked five goals, and they're both in finals. He's just incredible at what he's done this year. He's, you know, kicked 70-plus goals throughout the 2022 campaign. You know, he's a veteran, but he's, he's playing as if, you know, he was five, ten years younger. He's been outstanding in that forward line. So hopefully um, he can continue that form right up until whether it's the end of this week or it's the end of next week. Who knows what comes for him, but, um, you know, his ability to just find space, it just takes huge grabs. You've just got to point it right to the spot for him, and, and he'll mark him, and, you know, you just got to sit back and, and applaud about what he's been able to do for that team. So yeah. um, a great matchup to keep an eye on this week against the Bulls, but West Preston Lakeside, their run comes to an end. We will have a new premiere in Melbourne Greyhounds Division yeah. 1 with their <laughs> exit, but I think we just need just a couple of minutes just to reflect on the incredible impact that Rob Mayorana's team have had on this competition, particularly in Division 1 in the last few seasons. They won the 2018 flag, of course, and that set themselves up um, for some success. 2019, they started 0-6, fought their way back, finished in fourth spot, and went on to win all of their finals to claim victory. 2021, they were looking the goods again as well, finished on top of the ladder before the season got cut short. Who knows what could have happened there this year. Um, a bad run of form. They had a lot of injuries, though. They couldn't get consistent around the park. You know, they played their last two games with that, either of their co-captains, you know, Ahmed Saad or Nathan Valadez. Um, mm. Saad particularly missing half the season with an ACL injury. They had, um, you know, players go down throughout the year. They, they weren't able to get full seasons out of a lot of their of the players they would have liked. You know, if they had have had Ethan Penrith or the likes of Jackson Barling playing a whole year, yeah. who knows? Um, but nonetheless, I think, you know, their ability to have pushed some of the top teams right to their limit. We saw what they did last week against Greensboro, and for periods uh, on Sunday, um, they definitely pushed a very talented Montmorency side right to their limit. But, uh, look, I don't think they'll be going anywhere anytime soon. They'll be back contending for premierships in no time, um, and I think they've definitely got the squad, maybe with a couple of extra adjustments, to... Um, Really see if they can go that next step? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate to see their reign come to an end. You know, I've, it's been terrific just seeing them go about their business these, these last couple of years too since joining the league. And, you know, it is disappointing that it has come to an end. I, I really had high hopes after, you know, last weekend when they won that <laughs> elimination final against Greensburg that, that they would go all the way and make it to another grand final but and do the three peat which not a whole not a whole lot of like NFL clubs or even local clubs could say that they've done it's 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 a tough challenge going for the three consecutive premierships and they nearly did but unfortunately yeah they'll just been by a better side in Montmorency they they still have plenty of talent on that list you know damn and deep all you like who's that a great season. Michael Urcolano, Mitch mm. Crapper, Matty Harmon, Max Drew, who's put together, all three have put together a great final series. And they've still got, yeah, those their co-captains, Nathan Valadares and Ahmed Start sitting on the sidelines. But if they can just add a couple more ingredients to the mixture to potentially replicate what the likes of Jackson Barling or, or an Ethan Penrith did in, in 2021 or in the last couple of years, then, yeah, it they'll be back and they will definitely be back though Rob Mayorana is a terrific coach he's put together you know put together this squad and has done terrifically with it and you know they deserve to be back in finals once more and 
hopefully, yeah, we'll be seeing them in finals come 2023 once more. Well, like I said, a full season with Armoured Side back at the helm in the forward line doing his magic um, could definitely be quite interesting. So we'll see what happens with them. Head over, heading over now to MC Labor Division 2, we had our preliminary final clash at Epping Recreation Reserve. And for three quarters, Josh, it looked as though the minor premiers, the team that finished 17-1, and one, looked unbeatable, were going to go out in straight sets. It was, it was going to be quite phenomenal if that was to be the case. But as you would expect from a Rob Hyde side, they pulled their way back and they were able to claim a nine-point victory and send themselves into a grand final at Preston City Oval against the Bears. But first, we'll start with the Panthers and their ability to just fight their way back through. I mean, you know, there was some tough spurts throughout, and I'm sure, you know, their backs were against the wall at times. But uh, I guess their ability to just find the way, they've done it so many times this year. They did it when it mattered most. They got through a very gallant Diamond Creek side, and I think they deserve a, a crack at Banyul again. Yeah, and that's what the great sides do. They find a way to, to fight back, and that's exactly what what Eltham did. You know, they were... Uh, our guy Giacomo Bruno was out there down by 19 points, said in the match mm. report, and in midway through the third quarter too, and their backs would have definitely been against the wall, and clearly it was a bit of a struggle, but they just clicked into gear, and that's what and you know that's what they needed heading into a big clash against Banyol, which of course we'll touch on later, but... Yeah, it's a really a really gutsy win. Got to give a shout out to Finbar Matley. What a first senior season he's put together. Mm. He he took an he did take an absolute <coughs> specky, which you can check out on the highlight highlights um, on the NFL Facebook page. And you know he was named best on and kicked a goal as well. He is going to play a massive role this weekend, and he's you know put together such a phenomenal season. Can't wait to see how he goes and. Here for Eltham, it's it's a really good victory, and it sets up and it does set up a really enthralling clash with the Bears of Banyol. Yeah, Maley's been terrific since he's joined the senior side, and yeah, he does take a really great mark. So be sure to keep an eye <laughs> out for that one. But it's just his ability to get around the ground. He can pinch in the ruck when he, when required. He's been doing that for a lot of the season, and um, got the better of Nicholas Barrow as well from the Creekers. So mm. an important win. It's going to be a tough task against Tim Martin this week, but see what he is capable of um, for Diamond Creek though I mean look they conceded the last four goals of the game and that's where they went down in the end but you know I think that they were just doing everything they could right up until the last siren I think Andrew Tranquilly should be really proud of what they were able to do this year Diamond Creek you know this was a side that I don't think too many fancied to even if they did make finals not go too far mm-hmm. into finals a prelim definitely wouldn't have been on the cards but um, you know, for him to for Tranquil to lead this side to the top five for the first time in five years, um, and then to get you know a, a come from behind win in a sense against Thomastown in an elimination final, a come from behind victory against Lyle Plenty in a semi final, and then to almost hold on against the best side in the competition, arguably in Altham for most of the season. Uh, this is a team that's just getting started for my liking. I mean, you look at who impressed Fordham, Hugh Cavanagh. In defence was outstanding. James Marchbank's been great. David Menon, since coming over from Whittlesey, has been very solid for him um, and, and continues to provide, provide some strong influence. Sam Gleeson uh, was very, very excellent as well um, and has been all year. Mm. So, for me, this is only the beginning and I think they can build a lot of potential success coming off the 2022 campaign. And, yeah, well, they're going to, you know, 
probably be the second best side next season. I reckon. Season. I reckon there's plenty of talent, as you said, on that list. They've got a really talented uh, forward duo in Ryan Pingree and Sage Ticello, who put together great seasons as well. I'm very excited to see how both go, how both go next season. They've got the Mar- they've got Josh Marchbank, Nick Barrow in Ruck as well. There, there is plenty of talent. Maybe adding a little bit more experience as well, and then they'd probably be a premiership favourites. But this is a terrific season from them. Terrific effort to win two finals, no, no less as well, against Thomastown and Lower Plenty, who we both rated pretty highly at the end, mm. well, start of the season. Absolutely. And we're coming into into good form in the you know final couple of weeks of the home and away season. They're you know a seriously talented lineup. Andrew Tranquilly won't be too disheartened and. Yeah, I can't wait to see how far they go next year. But yeah, it's um, it is unfortunate to see their season coming to an end. Though they put up a really good fight, and they will be a little disappointed they let it slip. But yeah, not too disheartened, I reckon. Well, let's get to our first senior men's grand final in 2022, and it took place at the Whittlesea Showground. South Morang, finally, Josh, <laughs> finally, <laughs> were able to claim that elusive premiership that had been. Uh, and uh, just within arm's reach for so long they've had so many opportunities but they were able to prevail in a classy way really in the end against yeah. Lorimer it was looking shaky again we were you know a few minutes into the first turn they were 20 points uh, sorry into the second term I should say 20 points down against Lorimer who had kicked the last three goals and we thought you know what do South Morang have in there and then Samuel Hutton kicks a, an excellent goal from the boundary and it sparks an eight consecutive goal run for them all the way up until uh, that third turn where Lorimer sort of tried to pick some things back. They did well to get it to 15 points, albeit they were only by a couple of consolation goals in the end. But pretty much after five minutes into the second term, it was all South Morang. Uh, they get this premiership. It's their first one since 2011. They move into Division 2 now for the first time in a decade. Um, the reserves also won't win the premiership as well, so that's going to put them in good stead in 2023. Um, and their 19s finished on top of the ladder too, even though they went out in straight sets. I think they'll be well-placed in Division uh, 2 next year. But just on that South Morang side, you know, it, it was a team that we had all picked to win the Premiership. They did it the hard way. Had a lot of injuries at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, lack of consistency meant they were 4-3 and three after seven rounds. We didn't know what to make of them. They hadn't beaten a top-four side for the first half of the season and they slowly got back into form. They just had go on an incredible winning streak at the back end of the year. They beat Lorimer twice, Old Altham twice, and then they get to finals. They go down to the power in the second semi-final. We thought, oh, here we go. They got a crack starting to form. Yeah. Um, and then they, they bounce back with a comfortable win over Old Altham Collegians and they go on to win against Lorimer for the third time this year. They did have a few players out of that team, mainly their two big uh, ruckmen in, in Lazaric and Nathan Stefanol, but um, for them to have come through and, and have won the way they did with the cattle that they had, I think was quite special. James Houston, best on ground. We'll talk to him in a few moments' time as well. Um, but also, you know, it was just the players around the ground that had such a big influence. I think, you know, the likes of um, you know, Ben Peterson and Jack Potter, Alex Kalaitis, all three of them in the forward line, when required, kicking some great goals. You had... You know, some of your fringe players like Samuel Hutton and Trent Harvey standing up yeah. around the ground as well. You know, Bailey Brown was doing what he could in the midfield to have a bit of an influence. Matty Trim out wide. Nathan Bell, I thought, 
um, had a really solid game. And Mitch Kalpakis, you know, the general down back, he was leading the way with his intercept marking. They were just able to put together a strong performance in those last three quarters um, and truly deserving of the premiership. Oh, it is truly deserving of a premiership. And one player that, that really stood out to me, and you know, I think he didn't mention Liam Jolly in Rock, up against Josh Leather and Ethan Bateman, who are, I reckon almost a head, a head taller than him. He put the, he worked so hard across the ground in every rock contest that he was in. And, yeah, he had a massive impact, I reckon. I I, I felt he was deserving of the best on ground, but James Houston, the impact he had in, in midfield and up forward, that, it's hard to go past. And, yeah, he was immense in that victory. And it was great to be out at the showgrounds, one half special comments, the second half, on the boundary, it was, you know, being on that boundary in the second half, it was an awesome spectacle. Both fans, whenever sets of fans, a big pun, whenever they, you know, whenever each team kicked a goal or were on top, they were loud, they were raucous, and it created such great atmosphere out at the showgrounds. But, yeah, for South Rang, this is much deserved. We expected them to win the Premiership uh, at the start of the season. They had their, hic- they had their hiccups, I think, you know, start of the season when they lost to those other top four opponents, I think probably hit by injuries and, and COVID and whatnot, but yeah, that's what, uh, the good teams find a way, they found a way and yeah, I was a bit worried, but you know, from, from that second quarter onwards, I just thought, this is this side it's deserving of a premiership and a spot in MC Labor Division 2 next year, and well, unfortunately for Lorimer, it ends what's been a great season for them. Well, for many weeks of the year, they were definitely the premiership favourites, Lorimer, and we, we thought that they were able to run away with it. I mean, you look at that second semi-final win over the lines a fortnight ago, and you think, gee, you know, these guys could be the real deal. Um, and it would have been, obviously, a great swan song if in Division 3 for the fact that they'd only been there for five years mm-hmm. um, in the competition, played three seasons, and they were... You know, just a few kicks away from getting themselves into Division 2. But I think, you know, and obviously it's easier said than done, but the loss might be a bit better for them. Well-versed heading into next year. I think they're definitely going to be the favourites in Division 3 next year. They, yeah. they, they absolutely will be. They'll have a couple of challenges on the way. We'll see what old Altham can do. Kilmore might rise up. We've got the Fitzroy Stars coming down, of course, from Division 2. Um, but look, if, if Lorimer can, can keep the, the same side um, that they had this year and you know maybe make some adjustments that they feel need to um, you know that could be someone that could make an impact next year again and, and go one better and win this premiership yeah I reckon they'll be back next year mm. bigger and better than ever there is plenty of talent on that list you know Josh Leather and Ethan Bateman the two Ruckman they put together a great they both put together a great performance. Nathan Andrews down back, he mm. is—he was immense. Him and Jake down, Richards have yeah, been impressive all year. Have been really impressive. Mitch Thompson, the c- captain, and Luke Wilson as well, put together two really terrific seasons as well. And whilst they didn't have the impact they would have liked, they still played a massive played a massive role in you know guiding Lorimer to the position they were in. Jackson Cecil up forward as well, kicking. You know the four goals on the day as well. He's going to have a, a, a big. In, he's going to have a big influence. You know, Caden Arthur, Matthew Gersh, Jared Coco. The the list goes on, and you've got plenty of experience as well. They're going to be back. They're going to be stronger than ever next year. And 
Yeah, they're going to definitely be favourites. There are other sides, as you mentioned. Kilmore, Old Eltham Collegians, uh, possibly Fitzroy Stars, Heidelberg Western, Mernda even. They've, mm. put, they've got... You know, Mernda, they made the reserves grand final. They've got the depth and they've got the talent there. Heidelberg West, we've seen you know, the rise that they've had. And yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting Division Three season next year. But yeah, I think Lorimer, they're still going to come in as favourites just because, yeah, they finished, you know, just a game behind uh, behind South Morang in, in second or maybe not even a game or on equal record as well. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to make waves next year, I reckon, the power. And they're not going to be in Division 3 that much longer, I reckon. It's all about the Lions, though. A big win for them in Heidelberg Golf Club Division 3 Grand Final on Saturday. And we'll be speaking to some men who were pivotal to their 15-point victory, beginning with their senior men's coach, Gary Hall. Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is the senior men's coach of the premiership winning South Morang Football Club. Fantastic 15-point victory to them on Saturday and we're speaking to their coach now, Gary Hall. Gary, we do appreciate your time um, so close after what was, I'm sure, an incredible victory for you and your team on Saturday. Yes, thanks for having me. Apologise in advance to uh, all the listeners out there in case the voice breaks up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. great, great day for the club. No, we don't blame you. We, we definitely won't take too much of your time as a result. But we just w- wanted to ask a couple of things about how Saturday panned out from your eyes. Um, you know, you, your side's ability to just get on a run when things were looking tough. You know, you were 20 points down in the early stages of the second quarter and you know, you, you weren't able to get any consistency flowing, but then, you know, Samuel Hutton kicks a nice goal from the boundary. Things start flowing for you. You kicked eight consecutive goals um, in the match, and, and that was really what set the tone for the rest of the afternoon in on your way to a victory. Did did you feel like the boys had it in them to blow the game apart as well as they did? Oh, we'd, we'd been solid all year. Like, we a few games there where we'd come from behind as well, so... Uh, yeah, a quarter time there. We pretty good. we didn't make the most of our opportunities, but we we'd had one extra scoring shot. So you know we're getting plenty of the ball in inside the fifty. So well, when they kicked the first goal, the second quarter it was a little bit of put us on the back foot a little bit. But the boys, you know, to their credit, they um, they lifted and um, yeah, with Sammy's goal there was a ripper and just got the ball rolling. You spoke about players standing up, and I think that's been the mantra of your side all year because, you know, when we spoke earlier, we, we knew that you were coming off some pretty inconsistent form, some, some inconsistent form at the start of the year. You know, you had a lot of injuries that you had to deal with, and, you know, you, you didn't have the start of, to the season you would have liked. And, and even on grand final day, you obviously had a couple of players out um, on the match. But, you know, some of the players in that team too stood up the way they did on Saturday, we felt was remarkable, really. Liam Jolly going in the ruck against some premier ruck in the competition in Ethan Bateman and Josh Lever was pretty exceptional. You had Trent Harvey standing up at times throughout the afternoon as well. And I think Nathan Bell was another that had a really impressive game. Um, has it been the manager for your side this year in terms of having every player in that 22 standing up to ensure that it's your side that, that was lifting the cup on Saturday? Oh, yeah, for sure. That If you look at the club in general, that all the boys, you know, I think we played on 22 points on the weekend, so all the boys are 
you know, they're juniors and there was so many sets of brothers played together. So, you know, they just play for each other and and they're just so tight as a bunch on and off field. And, um, yeah, obviously when, when the two big boys are ruck, you know, they, they were probably the two best ruckmen in, in the division this year, uh, Stefano and, and um, Lazarick. So for, for Liam at you know, 21 years of age to... You know, to stand up and do what he did in the last couple of weeks is just enormous for the club and just you know, give everyone a lift. We knew we were going to struggle a little bit for the midfield there, um, especially the centre bounces. That um, we just thought around the ground, his you know, athleticism and um, you know, just the way we play, where we move the ball so well. So we just thought if we could just lock down hard in the in the middle of the ground there, which was credit to like um, Kane Hall and young Adrian um, was Alessandrino and Trent Harvey and you know all those boys that helped out Brownie and, and Ty through the midfield they were so many lockdown tackles and you know, just they were they're all 21 years old as well so you know, and Adrian at 18 years old so you know it's just just a credit to them it's fantastic you, you men- mentioned the Adrian Alessandrino a great um I guess day for him also in the sense that you know he was able to kick a, a goal in the last quarter. It was great to see everybody get around him as well. A nice little moment for your side. But you mentioned your Hall boys, Ty and Kane. Um, you know, I think Kane particularly has had a very consistent season um, for your side, and, and you know Ty's had his ups and downs, but um, again produced some really great moments of football on Saturday. How proud are you of those two in particular, and, and what they've been able to do for you as a coach, but also as a person? I oh, just. As I said, I've been involved with all those boys. They've all grown up together, so they everyone's like a family up there. So, yeah, to, to see Kane just following is what Ty's been able to do for us, and he probably's never had a real good crack at it just through injuries. And even again on the weekend, he strained his calf by half time, so you know he, he sort of struggled to get around the ground a bit. So that makes it even yeah the task even bigger when you. When you've got young blokes have to get through that midfield and help out, um, you know, help out Brownie and yeah, Nathan Bell and uh, Matty Trim on the wings. They just Nathan Bell, I think if you've watched his final series, he's just been fantastic for us. And uh, yeah, just you're just proud of the whole group in general. One of those I'm sure that you're very proud of is James Houston, who ended up winning the best on ground medallion for the afternoon, kicked two pivotal goals and I think was pretty influential around the forward half. Someone that's been in his side for the last few years now and, and has really made that spot his own, you could tell that, you know, when, when he wasn't in the side that you were missing that spark, um, I felt. But with him in the team, um, he was very, very important for your victory, I'm sure, um, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, he, he just gets up and, and uh, up and down the ground, covers so much... You know, ground and you know, just for him, a, a lot of people probably don't know, but in in 2019, just before he ran out on the ground for the grand final, there he had to pull out. He he had back and and hamstring issues that he uh, struggled with, and just as we went to on the ground, he just yeah he just looked at me, he goes I can't go on, mm. and you know it just deflated everybody just as we had to run out and as it worked out. Pant he'll kick six goals more flat and that was the result at the end of the game so for him a few weeks ago the same sort of thing happened 
and we just had to rest him and for him to get up you know, and to be best made best on on the weekend it's just you know, we couldn't be more proud of him Gary, Josh Ward here. Congrats on the premiership as well. The reserves winning on the day as well against Mernda. Just how much did it mean to, to win alongside the, the reserve side on the day? Oh, as I said, they're just so... The group is so so tight and so many brothers playing together. So, yeah, they've been just working together. That's the same whole group for the last few years. Um you know, they didn't. Leave, I think they didn't even lose a game last year. Our reserves, so before we got cut short, so they were hungry, and and some of the quality of the boys that even missed out on a game on the weekend are just you know, credit to the depth we've got around the club. So from both to share the, the day together is just you know, it's like a dream, isn't it? And, and just one more before we let you go, Gary. It's been it's been great to have you on. There's been, I guess, you know. Some have said from the outside it's been a long time coming and, you know, it's a thoroughly deserved premiership this year, that's for sure. Um, have you had any thought about, you know, how you see this side going in, in 2023 in, in the high division? Do you feel like they're well-placed to take that challenge on? Oh, no doubt. We, even at the start of this year, we uh, had cracky matches lined up against Watonia and St Mary's. Just, just a little bit to sort of, you know, see where you are you're at as a team um, and although we both both sides had you know um, players out obviously pre-season but the um, the games were pretty close and it gives you an indication that you know, we, we won't be far off the mark when we get up there we'll be definitely competitive so that's what we aim to do we obviously aimed at the finals but you know you aim to consolidate at the same time too so I think we've got the right um, things in place now that once we go up, we won't be coming back. Gary, it's so great to chat to you and we do really appreciate your time after such an incredible victory on Saturday. Go out and continue to celebrate, I'm sure. Enjoy the off-season and we'll be looking forward to seeing your team in Division 2 in 2023. Congratulations again. Thanks very much. That was Gary Hall, the senior men's coach of the South Morang Football Nepal Club. and As you mentioned, the best on ground in that premiership, James Hewson is the next one to join us and played a big say in getting his team over the line. Now joining us on the NFNL podcast is South Morang premiership player and best on ground recipient in Saturday's grand final victory for the Lions, James Hewson. James, thanks so much for coming on and, and giving us some of your time. You must still be wrapped about what took place on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, still in disbelief. Um, honestly, it's a dream come true for um, the boys and I. So, yeah, just over the moon. So happy. I guess from the outside looking in, it was, in a sense, a long time coming for this club. You had been so close so many times in previous years and, and weren't able to get the ultimate. And, and with your loss a couple of weeks ago to Lorimer in the second semi final, I guess maybe some of those doubts started creeping in. But your ability to have turned your form around the last two finals has been exceptional. And it, must give you a lot of confidence that not only you were thoroughly deserving of winning the premiership this year, but that you could do some damage in Division 2 next year. Oh, for sure. And that's one of the things we spoke about. Um, just because you deserve to win it doesn't mean um, you you get to win it. So we had still had to put in the work. And I thought our, 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 the boys put in such an unbelievable performance, especially the last two finals, um, ultimately get, getting us the job done. But yeah, 
um, we believe that yeah we've deserved the right to go into Division Two, um, and now we get our chance next year, which is super exciting. Can I ask what Gary said to you boys at quarter time? Because it was looking as though the power were very close to running away with it, and they kicked the first goal of the second term to get them twenty points up. But then, you know, you guys just blitzed them really eight consecutive majors to put the game beyond down pretty much in the second half. Was it a change of tactic, a change of mindset, or just trusting um, in what you guys were able to do? It was quite a calm message, actually. It was more so keep going um, about the way you're playing. We probably um, didn't t- make the most of our opportunities, but we knew that if we stuck our game plan, and he just backed us in. He just said, keep taking the game on, keep switching the footy. Um, our time will come, and um, and it did. So, um, yeah. I mean, you're a fantastic player in your own right, James, but were you expecting to be called up for the best odd ground medallion uh, by, oh, by the end of the game? I mean, you had a fantastic match. You ended up kicking some important goals for your side and, and was pivotal in the forward half. But um, what was your reaction when, when the name oh, got read out? Honestly, I was, yeah, I, I couldn't believe There were so many great great players that played. Like Liam Jolly in the ruck was sensational. Um, Hutto up forward was really good. Um like guys in the midfield, like your Ty Hall, Kane Hall, Bailey Brown, they were all amazing as well. So yeah, to be uh, to be awarded the best on ground medal, I was yeah shocked. Um, it was yeah such a great team effort. James Josh Ward here. Congrats on the premiership once more and the best on ground too. Just you know, there was a decent amount of supporters out there from South Morang. Just how much did it mean to you to have that many supporters as well? Take the trip up to Whittlesea and. You know, did it help you guys will along to to that victory in the end? Oh, for sure. And it was one of those things where, yeah, we won the premiership, but it, the importance that that had for the club, um, like you even look at it, and it probably hasn't enough light has been shone on it, but the reserves boys in the game before were phenomenal and they have been all year. Um, and they probably haven't got the credit they deserve, but they've been phenomenal. Um, and just the club culture this year, 19s reserves and seniors have been so strong and that, that club support that uh, was brought down on Saturday, yeah, we can hear them cheering and, um, yeah, definitely helped us out massively. And the, reser- the reserves winning as well, we did see the end of that it was a really impressive win and, you know, did that give you guys incentive as well to, you know, make it what would what was a perfect day for the club in the end? Yeah, we knew we had to, we had to back up their good performance just to make sure that um, all the work we'd put in was worth it. Um, we're all such good mates. We've all played together for a long time um, and we want to make sure we celebrate appropriately with them. You mentioned Liam Jolly there as one of the players that stood out. I thought he had a terrific game as well. Of course, no Nathan Stefano, no Aaron Lazaric. He had to step up to the task against the likes of Ethan Bateman and Josh Leather and he, and he did really well to nullify that contest. And You talk about others standing up. You were absolutely one of them. Um, but how important was it and, and how much knowledge did you have that it needed all 22 of you to stand up at the pivotal moments if you were going to prevail. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've, we've played... I've played in this senior team for seven or eight years now, and we've had some really good teams, but I would say this is the most balanced our team's been. Mm. Um, in previous years, we've probably had to rely on certain individuals to play well for us to win, but we knew that if all 22 put their hand up and played their role, that was going to be enough to get the job done, and we knew that Jolly was going to do that for us. So, yeah, one of the most... Um, even spread teams were put on paper um, this year. So I guess, obviously, you want plenty of time to celebrate, which you absolutely deserve. But then when does it come to a point of, you know, you're in the higher grade now next year and, and the work, I'm sure, will start going into that. Um, you know, what, what are your early thoughts about what you feel like the team can do next year? Is there any 
I guess, early expectations coming from your end, or is it just about um, embracing the ride and, and seeing what you boys can deliver? Um, it's a couple of things. I think, first of all, it's just a, a new challenge for us. We've sort of, for the last seven or eight years, it's always been, we have to win a premiership. We've always been contending. So it's nice to have a new challenge of a bit of unknown, um, some new teams to play against, some new opportunities. But at the same time, we also don't want to set a sort of set a limit on our expectations. So um, we understand that it's going to be a, a massive challenge and there's some really high-quality teams, but we want to be competitive and want to, we want to try and match it with the best of them. That's our mindset. James, it's been so great to chat to you. So uh, a few days after what's been a fantastic victory for you and, and your side, congratulations on the win. Congratulations on your best on-ground performance and enjoy the rest of your year. Have a bit of a relaxing rest of the 2022, I guess, campaign and, and get ready for a big year next year, I'm sure. Um, congratulations again, James. Thank you so much. Will do. Thank you very much. Great to hear from James Hewson there, the best on-ground in Saturday's Heidelberg Golf Club Division Three Grand Final. And speaking of Grand Finals, our NFNL winter netball season concluded on Friday night with three massive results uh, in sections one, two, and three of the NFNL netball competition. Josh Ward, I had you down there covering yeah. all the action. And I'll tell you what, all three games with a combined goal margin of eight. It's, it's, it's astounding remarkable. to think that you know, we know that these are high-quality teams and we know that, you know, that they're their best in their competition, clearly. Um, but for them to all have been as close as they were, um, it, it's it's very impressive. It's it's great spectacle. Um, we had some really great moments throughout all three matches um, and, and three deserving winners, I think, in all, all of the sections. Yeah, and it was a great night. It was great to see many fans out there as well from, mm. from all... You know, I think it was... Four clubs playing in total. Of course, Greensboro, t- Greensboro 2 and Heat 2 playing first up. We had the three North Alderberg sides, two of which playing in Section 2, and then the Section 1 team facing off against Diamond Creek 1. And I just want to talk, touch on Section 1 Premiership. Diamond Creek 1, 12 Premierships in a row. Just, It's just remarkable to think that they've, su- well, they've won 12... 12 consecutive premierships and they just found a way they found a way and you know I think their coach said after the match that they were peaking at the right time and they yeah they couldn't have picked a better time to peak defeating well the unbeaten North Heidelberg won this season unfortunately for them their season ends in a bit more heartache but Diamond Creek won deserved premiers and yeah Greensboro 2 Heat 2 that was a really great game you know it was a bit more of a defensive scrap than a couple of the other, well, the other two matches. But it was a really good first match, first up out at Latrobe Sports Stadium, North Heidelberg three and four. That was a really good match, a very open match as well between the two North Heidelberg outfits. And yeah, it was great to see, you know, three different clubs win the three different premierships. It was a great night. Great to work with Alec Curleys as well. It was, yeah. Great to write those reviews with her and you know just watch three spectacular grand finals as well and yeah eight points it's just remarkable to think about that all three grand finals combined only decided by three points and all three were pretty high scoring as well you know we had mm. 80 goals in section t- section t- two the 57 goals in section three and we had the 109 goals in in section one so it was a great spectacle and. Yeah, congrats to all the premiers that won on the night. I want to ask you, what 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 was your highlight of the night? Was there a particular 
player or moment or team getting the job done that you felt uh, really resonated with you throughout the night? What's what's something that stood out to you while, while covering all three games? I think Diamond Creek won. Just mm. just winning that 12th premish, consecutive premiership, it's, you know, it's not every day in any sport you see teams yeah. win, you know, even three premierships are right, but to win 12, and oh, I think it's been 12 years of the NFNL netball competition, it's it's just remarkable to think about, and yeah, just seeing them get over the line, the the emotion at the end there as well. It was, I think that really that really stood out to me, and to come from the position that they were in, they were I think third in the this at the end of the home and away season, and you know had to beat the two North Harderberg outfits to to get into the position that they got into. It's just simply remarkable to mm. to think about and deserved premiers it was um it was great to see them get up and yeah it was yeah i think that's the moment that resonated with me the most just seeing them get that 12th consecutive premier yeah it's 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 incredible really to think that we've had a team and this one could well be one of their most impressive feats yet mm. they finished third this season um and Holderberg one we're looking unstoppable at moments this year yeah uh, and for Diamond Creek to have won all three of their finals, um, and and they, they you know put through a very good preliminary final performance last week against North Heidelberg too, and then to go on and beat the Bulldogs one team, yeah, it was very impressive from them. They they as we say, absolutely deserve it if you if you're playing that quality of netball, and they'll again beat a team to try um, and beat for everybody else next year. So yeah. it will be fascinating to see. But of course, now a couple of months before we have our summer netball competition, so. Excited to see who we get for that. Uh, let's get to our previews now because we've got only the two games, but they're not just any two games, Josh. They are two huge clashes. First of all, let's cover the Melbourne Greyhounds Division One preliminary final. Montmorency versus Bandura Preston City Oval. The Bulls coming off the heartbreak loss. The Magpies coming off the convincing win. We are in for a massive clash. It was nine points between these two sides two weeks ago. In the second semi, uh, sorry, in the qualifying final, uh, and that was where Bandura were able to prevail and fought off a strong Montmorency comeback. Where do you see this one landing towards? Well, it's the third meeting in like I think the last couple of months between these two. It's it's going to be epic, I reckon. It's going to be an enthralling clash in front of a a massive crowd between two old rivals as well, Bandura and Montmorency. Well acquainted this year, their fourth meeting. It well. I'd say the the four finals, they've been, you know, I'd say not as high scoring as the regular season. Of course, finals is a different game, but I reckon this week we're going to be in for a really high scoring spectacle with, you know, both these sides in really good form. Bandura, yeah, they're coming off a, a loss, a heartbreaker at, at that as well, but... They're coming in, in in pretty decent form. That was their first loss in like five or six weeks, and their win against Montmorency a couple of weeks ago was really impressive. And they've got you know pretty much their full strength outfit. Montmorency though, really good win. Whale Buxton back into the lineup. Mm. That is a massive, in fact, a humongous inclusion for them both, literally and figuratively. It's going to even out that that ruck battle with Hamish Shepherd, which probably you know. Got Bandura over the line. His influence in ruck against, you know, Connor Dalglacier, I think, has been playing ruck the, since while Buxton got suspended. But it's going mm. to be a big clash out at 
Preston City Oval, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it all pans out. Next. Who's your tip for that one, mate? Who, oh. who, who are you going to lean towards for um, meeting Otterberg in the grand final? Oh, it's a hard one. It's, <laughs> it's, I, it, it, I cannot, do not know who to tip, but I think Bandura. Mm. I just, you know, heartbreaking loss, yes, but they have just been, you know, in really good form, shown why. You know, we rated them so highly and everyone rated them so highly started the season, showing why they're probably the second best side in competition. <coughs> yeah, Montmorency have got, you know, a strong midfield, a strong forward line and a really strong outfit. But Bunduras, it is a heap more stronger with, you know, the likes of Joel Fitzgerald coming back into the line-up. Uh, it, you know, Jackson Davies down back, Neville Cheddar, you've got Sam Lloyd running rampant, Luke Collins, Hamish Shepard, mm. John Jorgensen, Carl Green, the list goes on and on and on. And I just think it'll be enough to, to get them over the line. Hopefully, I'm kind of hoping it's an overtime one as well, just because it'd be fitting for these two sides to have to go into overtime. But I just think Bandura, they have the wood over them too. They've won all three meetings so far this year. but And I think that will give them a mental edge over Montmorency, and I think they'll get up. I, I'm going with the Bulls as well, but only just. Again, <laughs> feel like it's going to be incredibly close um, throughout the whole match as well. So um, if the Bulls can stop Paddy Fitzgerald's influence, I think they'll win, and they'll win okay. But if he gets on, then the Magpies are definitely going to make some noise. Let's head to a massive MC Labor Division Two grand final between... Altham and Banyol, this is going to be a clash for the ages, I think. The top two sides in the division. The Bears had the wood over Altham a fortnight ago in the second semi-final. They ended Altham's unbeaten run. The Panthers clawed their way back with a prelim final victory last week over Diamond Creek. And now it sets up a game between the last two runners-up in Division 2. Of course, Banyol going down mm-hmm. to Whittlesey in 2019 and Altham going down in 2018 to Lowell Plenty. Funnily enough... Altham and Banyul in those two grand finals were the home team. They were the favourites in both those te- games and, and both went down. So um, it's going to be a fascinating match-up here. It'll be interesting to see what Banyul do with their team if they bring, bring in the lights of Ricky Dyson and Brent Stanton. If Kai Yodge's available to come back, uh, we'll be a wait and see. Altham, you know, they do have some firepower they can bring back in. Matthew Williamson didn't play for Altham, so, you know, it remains to be seen what they do with that. If the Panthers win, they'll break a 20-year senior men's premiership drought. If Banyol win, after just seven years in the NFL, to go from Division 3 to Division 1. It's a great story either way, uh, but it's going to be hard to see which way it pans out right until the final sign, I reckon. And like Lorimer South Morang last week, it's impossible to pick a favourite. Both both these two sides, they're, they're right on level pegging and... You know they're ripe to they're ripe and ready to go up into the top tier next season. It's it's going to be an epic and you know I think that 2019 grand final might have been like 25 points in the end. The the 2018 one went down to the wire and was a bit of a a little bit of a scrappy fair. Let's just put it that. I'm kind of hoping it's it's as close as that 2018 grand final, but a little bit more high scoring. There is I think rain predicted for Saturday at, at time of recording, but you never know, that could possibly change, but uh, I think we're going to be in for an absolute spectacle. Eltham, gutsy win, and mm. it's probably, you know, I reckon it's the fire starter that they needed, but, well, Banyol there, you know, 
got somewhat of a psychological edge over them having won that second second semi-final mm. a couple of weeks ago and they'll be refreshed and and raring to go after you know a tough couple of weeks as well at Eltham they might not be as refreshed given you know these last couple of weeks have been really really tough contest out at Epping Recreation Reserve as well so it's going to be very interesting though you got one out of three, I think, last week, tipping South Morang to win. You mm. went Calpacus, the best on ground. I can't remember what your margin was. I think it was single digits, maybe. Yeah, I ended up nine being points. 15, so one out of three. I got none. I went in <laughs> a complete opposite direction. Um, so I'm going to ask you again for Saturday. I want your winner, your margin, and your best on ground. <clears throat> I think Altham, five points they're going to win by, just because it, it's well, by that first meeting when we saw them, Nick, it, it, it's all been really tight games mm. since, well, last year. And for best on ground, I think it's either going to go to the run of the Ruckman and I'm going to go Finbar Maley. Uh, I reckon the youngster, he's going to have a massive impact. Whoever, you know, gets on top in that Ruck battle between Maley and Martin, I reckon... It's going to have a massive impact. Well, if he was to do that against one of the dominant ruckmen, and, eight, year, and at eighteen up, years old, yeah, too. that'd be incredible. Absolutely. All right, interesting call. I'm tipping Pan- the Panthers as well. I reckon they will get up, and I reckon they're going to win by twenty. Uh, I think they will blow out towards the end. It will be close for a lot of the game, but I, I reckon Altham will just have enough in the tank in the last quarter. They've, they have done it many times this year. I know they didn't do it in that second semi-final, but something just tells me that they'll. They'll really want to rectify that situation and, and try and win well. Daniel Horsfield is my tip for best mm. on ground. He's had a phenomenal season, the 22-year-old, and um, he's been in the best, I think, for 80% of the season. Um, he's been terrific. He was best on ground against Banyol in round 17. Uh, sorry, not round 17, round 15 when they won by six points. Um, and I reckon if he dominates in the midfield again, there'll be no telling that he wins. Best on ground. But until then, we'll find out to see who's right next week. That's all we have time for. <laughs> On this week's edition of the NFL Podcast, Josh Ward, thank you as always for oh, coming on. Always a pleasure, and you yeah, cannot wait for two big clashes out at the PCO, and cannot wait for you know next week. Next week as well, where we'll be discussing the final senior game of the home and away of the reg, of the season in general. I've been your host, Nicholas Sacco. You've been listening to the NFL Podcast.